Welcome to Talk About the D, the DCOM podcast where we watch your DCOMs and see what they're about, or in my case, watch it for the first time and see if they're any good. I'm Emily Keane, and as always, I have my co-host Lizzie Gurman here. Hi, Lizzie. Hey, Emily. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. We have a return guest here today, Mr. Patrick Pittis. Hi, Pat. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Hey. We are excited to have you back for another in our round of... Not quite a decom, um, <laughs> a dizzy theatrical release. Uh, this week we're doing heavyweights. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited when you guys asked me for come in for this one. Uh, I saw this one in theaters, and I've grown up watching it. So, wow, Pat, how many times I, have we had you on? Sorry, Emily, to cut you off. How many times is this the fourth one you've done with us, or the third? The third, I did. Okay, okay. yeah. I did Johnny Tsunami with you guys, and then I did Smart House. Smart House, that's right. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> Excited um, to have you so many times, Pat. You're, yeah. You're um, in, in, not indelible. You're, uh, you're part of the family now. <laughs> I'm very excited to keep getting asked back. Um, I love doing the research for these and rewatching movies <laughs> from my childhood. It's great. Nice. Yeah, this is one, although it's a theatrical release, I had not seen it before. I'm not really sure how much it, how much it, traction it got in Australia. Um, hmm, yeah. I, mean, I have honest- a feeling that in general, like, things that are about summer camps didn't yeah. air as much, because that's not really a thing in Australia. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense to me. To be honest, I'm not sure it did that amazing in the states either i think it's um domestic gross was only like six million or something oh oh yeah okay it might have been opening i don't know that's interesting i know it doesn't have a very high score on rotten tomatoes but i don't know why i mean it's definitely a simple like movie for kids or whatever but there's a lot of heart to it it's got a lot of fun parts i don't really know why this wasn't received better yeah, I agree. It has a very, very low score, only twenty nine percent. I know that seems that seems crazy low, right? Really. But its o- audience score on Cinema Score is an A minus. So, <laughs> of course. So the people that love it love it. Yes, exactly. Pat, what's your yeah. um, what's your relationship with this movie? Well, like I said, I I actually caught this one in theaters, um, and at the time, you know. Like, I think now there's probably a little bit more sensitivity to making fun of people who are overweight or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, At the time, it was very much just surprising to me that it got made not for that reason, but because you don't often see people who are slightly heavier taking the starring role in films. Um, Mm -hmm. And as a person whose weight has always yo-yoed up and down, uh, it was really nice to kind of, you know, see that they were not just the brunt of the joke for the whole movie and that they uh, actually get to do some fun things and um, enjoy themselves and um, make the the uber athletes kind of more the bad guys, which I thought was a nice way to flip that sort of narrative on its head. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. Um, I would say that the they didn't really make fun of the larger kids much at all right um right um i was i was definitely i had not seen this movie before and um it i was worried it would be more like dated in that sense like and they do like engage in some um like i guess like stereo a little bit of like stereotypical like like uh stereotypes i guess but it kind of didn't bother me because they're kids Mm -hmm. so the fact that they have like stashes of candy like that seems fine to me (laughs) because like they're children yeah (laughs) also very much a part of my camp experience not like i didn't go to a fat camp or anything but you know i went to camps where yeah we would totally just stash a bunch of food in our bunks because food wasn't really allowed in our bunks and we were like well we're gonna eat at night whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that always rang true to me regardless of whether or not it was definitely kind of a, a stereotypical thing to do yeah, that that comes. Yeah, that I, surely comes from more of a place of like this is real behavior as opposed to like this is what 
really skinny people think fat people must do. That's what I was <laughs> worried about this being like coming from a place of like much more about the kids being like slothful and um, sure. like not wanting to like be good people. You know, we, we have often associated like goodness with thinness. Right. So that kind of thing. But no, I was, I mean, in that sense, even though I like did kind of like think that the, as an adult, I was like, eh, it's kind of draggy at some at some par- parts, but um, that was not something that I was like. I was just really pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at how like what a positive light the kids were really shown in. Well, all of the all of the uh, characters were shown in. Totally. Yeah, I I would agree with that. Like, um, I think that the with the candy that 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 rang true to me as well. Like I didn't go to any summer camps, but when I was in high school, we would, we would do like a music camp um, Mm -hmm. once a year over like a weekend. And yes, you would typically bring a bunch of candy and snacks (laughs) and stuff because you didn't know what the food was going to be like. Um, And so that, so that's definitely something I feel would resonate with all kids, not just, uh, fat kids like yeah um the the funny thing about this to me was that it's basically like dodgeball but with kids Um, oh yeah including the ben stiller character yes pretty much exactly the same character yeah down to like the way stiller was in yeah yeah ben stiller was in really good shape in this movie though (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's like built actually and just like ridiculously so because it took me a while i saw obviously this as a kid and then i don't think the next thing i was really aware of watching him in was until like zoolander and Mm -hmm. uh it took me a while to kind of you know put those two images of the character together in my brain i think i had forgotten um for a bit that it was ben stiller that was the character of this i was like who's that buff dude and then i was like (laughs) yeah it was ben stiller yeah Because you wouldn't really think of him that way. Like, I mean, I'm sure he's always been in really good shape, but most of the roles he plays are just sort of normal guys. Like, Right. So it was like, wow, this character is actually, he's pretty ripped. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So I I was going to say there are so many, like, uh, not so many, but several um, people who would go on to be quite huge and... Hollywood, um, associated oh, yeah. with the movie. Oh yeah, um, Paul Feig for one. Paul Feig, Paul Judd Apatow, of course. Like Keenan Thompson. Keenan yeah. Thompson. Yes. I feel like oh. he was already pretty big at this point, but his Who star was? is just Keenan. Yes, as because he, he was yeah, doing all he that. He would have done He's doing all that. Uh, and Keenan and he would have done all that, and probably Mighty Ducks as well. Um, oh. A bunch of these kids were in Mighty Ducks. Like, th- at least, they were, at yeah. least the three Actually, leads were in Mighty Ducks. One of them, the guy that plays Josh in this movie, he did not want to do this movie, but he was told by uh, Disney or whoever that if he didn't oh. do this movie, he wouldn't be able to do Mighty Ducks 3. So, oh, <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. I guess that explains um, explains a lot. The kid, the kid that plays Josh has had a pretty rough time since yeah, uh, being yeah. a child star. Yeah, I'm sure. I guess we all uh, read, yeah, about yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a picture yeah. from this year, though. I'm sorry, I took cut you off, Emily. Um, no, no, no. Go ahead. There, there was a picture from this year uh, that TMZ published. Believe it or not, and he looks a lot better <laughs> than the 2017 picture that was. Uh, if you saw his mugshot from 2017, he's he's like unrecognizable. Um, but yeah. he looks he looks like he's better, and that was taken like in March of this year. Good. I so. hope he's. He did. I hope he's getting the help that he needs. Yes, I know. Yeah. He did. Uh, he did actually get arrested in January of this year. Uh, well, for... this. The picture was from March. <laughs> well, then he's doing better, but uh... yes, yes, damn. Um, okay, so Paul Feig is like in this movie. I, I am. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in it as opposed to he's what he kind of does just now. Just an actor. Is... He doesn't seem to have yeah. any other sort of 
credited role right. other than acting right. in it. Um, mm-hmm. It's so which funny. Which is definitely I, interesting. <laughs> I remember that character as being such like a doofy nerd. And then when I went back to like watch this movie, I was like, wait a minute. Is that Paul Feig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, it was, again, kind of like the shock that I had with coming back to it and realizing that Ben Stiller was like the the athletic dude. It was just like, oh, this guy has gone on to so like such greater heights than where he was here oh, yeah. yep. still like an indelible image burned into my brain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's really funny um and then jeffrey uh jeffrey tambor jeffrey tambor yeah, yeah. Really. who is my... not has fallen from grace now <laughs> yeah one of my favorite moments in this movie though is when they're sending jerry to fat camp and he tells jeffrey he's like you're fatter than i am <laughs> Like yeah, this is definitely uh, con- continuing the trend of terrible fathers in Disney movies. Like, because um, <laughs> he he does not give a shit about his son, and then when his son <laughs> tries to tell him problems, he's like, "I didn't send you that to do go karts." Right. And then later he's like, "Why didn't you tell me?" And I'm like, "He fucking did." <laughs> <laughs> he literally <laughs> called you and told you that things sucked. Yeah. And then his, his his first, first the first on... thing he says is, "Yeah, is he hasn't lost a pound." <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. He does have a turnaround uh, in the end, which I I yes. enjoyed. I guess I like bought into that. I was able to enjoy that um, because yeah, he's been so um, annoying. Oh, and then before we get away from it, Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> oh yeah. Who, by the way, just is like such a perfect skeevy salesman for the camp in this. Like, I know, I know. He's in like what one scene, but he's just like chewing up the background the whole time, and it's great. I know that he's it does there for like a minute. Ugh. A minute. He had about four lines. Um, truly, yeah. <laughs> I know that like the the logic like doesn't really matter, but the idea that like there's a character in this movie whose job is just to like recruit what fat kids from i guess all over the country because he has to get on a plane right. <laughs> He's i did not think about that away. that is really weird <laughs> it's really weird he almost and he's like never an... seen again in the movie <laughs> yeah he, he almost seems like an interventionist like one of those people that parents like hire would they have like no like last recourse or whatever yeah. <laughs> yes. his parents could just have easily been like we're sending you to this camp like they there was no real need for this character so strange and when he was recruiting the camp wasn't the intense camp that it becomes it was this like basically fun summer camp um yeah these kids enjoyed going to like yeah yeah i know i i I can't i can't make sense of that role (laughs) that that (laughs) this right now but that's okay i still enjoyed it i did i was just waiting the whole movie for him to come back the whole movie and he he just did never comes back (laughs) nope that's it that's all you get at tim blake uh yeah we also have the original owners of the camp um the bushkin family who who are played by ben stiller's actual parents right um right such Thank a great I, they're really only there for a little bit but i love that scene and then like when jerry stiller comes back to the mic and he's like never let anybody sign your checks yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, that was such a good uh point because i thought it's it's kind of like a quite even though it's funny it's also quite melancholy when they um are crying at the microphone so when he comes back in and he says, let me give you a piece of advice. I thought there was going to be like a, an actual touching moment between right. the character and the kid. <laughs> and then it was totally undercut. And I, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I found this movie to generally be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoyed watching it, like, for the most part. Um, yeah, it actually holds up pretty well. It, yeah, I'd say. It also had some... I thought pretty excellent um like adult role models in the the three main people at the camp so Pat yeah. Tim and um the nurse uh, Julie yes yeah uh where is Julie yes mm-hmm. um like they were all 
just really nice people who are act- actively trying to look after yeah. these kids. Um, yeah. And yeah. then and then the sort of the romantic thing between Pat and Julie was also really nice because I was like, this is actually an excellent thing to see of a romantic story, which we honestly don't see very much, which is an actually nice person getting the romantic interest they want, not someone who claims to be nice but is actually an asshole, which is much more common. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think um, that's one of the things that I really even enjoyed as a kid, you know. It was like um, you don't really know how the movie's going to fall out, but the whole craziness of Tony Perkis is very well offset by these other people who very much seem to care about the kids and want them to do well. And again, you know, like uh, the guy that plays Pat, um, slightly overweight guy, he's not like the normal, like leading man type, mm-hmm. but it's a, yeah. it's a much more real character than what you would see in a lot of movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's nice. I always th- uh, think it's, um, what am I trying to say? Like, what you kind of expect out of out of most movies is like, oh, you've got the uh, out of a movie like this, for example, is that you've got these three uh, really cool adults, and then one of them is gonna like just to just to raise the stakes, right? One of them is gonna like betray the others, like right. one of them is gonna be faced with a, a something where they have to betray the other kids. Actually, you'd expect that at any point in this movie, like one of them is gonna have to betray the others. And then that's going to be a source of um, drama. And I do agree that would like raise the dramatic tension. But I also was like happy to not see that because I did not want the family of the kids and the uh, counselors to be broken up or Mm -hmm. compromised. Um, Yeah. So I was into that. um, That decision. No, it it worked. I think there was definitely enough stakes and tension just with Tony. Um, sure. Yeah. Because of the way that he was set up, like it was pretty obvious what what the stakes were. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, we can talk about it more later, but I just really love um, all of Ben Stiller's arc through this movie, like his, his <laughs> incipient madness and like descent <laughs> into like complete chaotic energy. Yeah. Is, it's just so good like all the faces he's pulling and there's just so much fun stuff that he's doing that's kind of it's not subtle because he goes way over the top with it but it's just Mm -hmm. like added detail stuff that you're just like this person is not only a monster but like legitimately insane and you can start to tell (laughs) that like really early on just by some of the weird choices he's making the the Uh, moment later on when he starts throwing the glasses on the ground and walking on them was (laughs) Amazing. <laughs> the so last good. scene with him is um, is really superb, and then it's kind of funny because like if there's a spectrum of craziness, he's at a ten at the end of this movie. Let's say that's where I feel like that's where he starts in dodgeball. Right. Like they when they did yeah. dodgeball, they were like, okay, the best version of that character, in my opinion, is I mean, I think we agree is like the craziest version of it, and that's where that's where his is it do is it Dewey. Um, I think it's Dwight. Dwight, Dwight thank Goodman. you. Yes, like, that's where Dwight is, and like his point A is like. Yeah, right. this this is totally like that character. You know, the Perkis thing failed, so he went and changed his name and started <laughs> set of gyms, and then we have dodgeball. Like right. that's exactly what this is. I said, <laughs> I said that to my wife. I was like, "This movie's basically just a prequel to Dodgeball." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, delightful. Um, I did also really love uh, the character of Lars. Mm-hmm. Um, Lars mm-hmm. was fantastic. And uh, his first introduction, what he's like, just being uh, a dick to Pat and like kicking him out of the bunk. And then like goes in to talk to the kids and tells the kids about his horrible deviated septum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A- I'm going to make a very upsetting noise while I sleep. Like- <laughs> <laughs> so, so good. One of his best moments was when they're doing their, that, like, sliding exercise, and Tony's like, how are you feeling, Lars? And he's like, I'm feeling skinny, Tony. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what does the back of his shirt say? Did you I notice? Didn't, I didn't catch it. Oh, I the didn't back of catch his shirt, that. I would, if, I don't want to, like, compromise my, um, 
my uh, internet right now since we're recording. But the back of his shirt says, I'm something. on the, And it's never, like, close enough that they make a joke out of it. So, like, the purpose is that you can read it. But there, I think there's something on there. Anyway. There's a, a fun, like, amount of little detail stuff like that that you don't necessarily catch the first time you watch it. Like, um, I was doing some research into some trivia of this. And one thing that I also hadn't noticed but apparently shows up is on the camp bus when they um, like the bus that Pat picks them all up in at the airport or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it says maximum occupancy, 25 people, but they've scratched out 23 and reduced it down to like 22, uh, 25, <laughs> down to like 22 or 23. <laughs> because they're all heavier kids. I did not see that. I did not see. I, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in the uh, production design that, um, you could go and look through if you wanted to. Um, what else? You know what? I, I got my wires crossed and I was expecting an adult Keenan Thompson <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> so when, when child Keenan Thompson showed up, I was like, I was utterly confused. But he, I have to say, like, he's really good. And uh, the kid who plays Josh, who Sean Weiss. Yeah. Like all the kids are good and all the adults are good, but yeah. like they really, they really stand up. They are as good as the grownups. Well, like, they were, they, like, oh, yeah. they were yeah. easily just like very charismatic. Like it's, there's a reason why they got so many movies like mm-hmm. at that age and moving forward because they did. They had that star power, like that quality already. They, um, I don't know if it was um, a personality that extended behind the camera, but when the cameras were on them, they were just like on fire the whole time yeah yeah absolutely um looking through my notes i think um one other aspect i really loved was the competing mvp camp yeah Um, (laughs) i really like that they included that because that's such a normal like american like camp story thing but it almost makes like a, a double climax to the film because you've got like the show off against Tony. And then after that, as an addendum, you still have the, um, which wouldn't fly now, but it's called the Apache Relay and they're all dressed like Apache Braves. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the well, half I of like them are dressed like Apaches and the other half are like togas. Yeah, they're yeah. like Roman or Greek. Like, uh, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. That was really funny. Um, um I I did love uh, the bit. So they have the, um, I forget what they call this section, but basically they have to answer like trivia questions and stuff. Um, The Hall of Knowledge. They are in the the Hall Hall of Knowledge. Knowledge, Thank you. And and it's the English kid that's doing it. Yeah. yeah. He names all of the first ladies. Like, (laughs) and and then he says, you Americans have no sense of history. (laughs) And... As as a foreigner myself, who consistently yeah. gets the American history questions right at trivia, I can attest to this fact. <laughs> oh, it's true. Americans are terrible at history. That should do a lot of. Uh, but, but specifically, their own history. Like, yeah. 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 Well, it's pretty boring. <laughs> they did. Um, I say that. I don't think so. You but... don't think so? All right. That's fair. They did a, I think, a great job. Um, the Camp Hope team did a great job choosing who would play in which section. Like mm-hmm. very clearly, yeah. uh, Camp MVP has like one of the dumbest people possible doing the whole God. It's just like I got nothing. I don't know. You're right. Anything. You're right. I did like that. That kid's answer for everything was share. Yeah. <laughs> like a photo. Of, it's like Mona Lisa. He's Mona like, Lisa. is it share? Yeah. <laughs> And then again with the first ladies, he's like, share. Oh, Oh, wait, was it first ladies or no, it was vice presidents. Vice Vice presidents. presidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, even even still, I mean, that makes it even funnier. Um, Yeah. (laughs) One thing I think that is funny is that they uh, there's a point in this about how uncoordinated the kids are. Not that they're like. They don't, it's not that they don't have the energy, which I think is good, but it's just that they're like, they just don't have the natural like knack 
for sure. They're just bad at sports. They're just bad at sports. But what I think is very funny is that, like, all the kids are doing their own stunts, as far as I can tell. Like, (laughs) they're literally all, like, like, like kicking the ball and just in the craziest way and then completely falling on their backs. Or, like, swinging the bat and, like, hitting their own head, like, Three Stooges stuff. And I was, like, these kids are, like, I mean, there's even a shot where Jerry, like, runs after a bus for, like, a minute. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It's, like, the first shot. Sure. He runs, they, 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 they show him running after a bus for, like, 45 seconds. And I'm like, these kids are in really good shape. <laughs> I thought that was Yeah, funny. actually, there's, there's a bit where, there's a couple of times where they have to, like, run and really sprint. Yes. And it's yes. like, oh, they're, they're really running like that. <laughs> they're not. And that, the joke is like that they're slow, and I'm like, that kid's not slow. I know. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's one of the things that I always liked as a kid, too, because I was never super athletic. Um, mm-hmm. But I was also, you know, like I had energy and I could like run and things. It wasn't that I um, was not fit, it was just that I was not talented at sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the intro with Jerry is like a really good example of that because, again, yeah, he chases a bus for like a minute and he's like, great. But then you see him like trying to throw a baseball over the fence and he just doesn't have like that coordinated motor skill. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I like identified with that so hard at that age. I was like, that's me on screen. Yeah, that's really yeah, cute. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these kids as well, I felt. Like, if he's actually meant to be 11, I suspect the actor was older than that, but... Right. Um, like, they're gonna grow out of these bodies a lot, likely. Um, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah if you if Like, if he's, a, what... if he's 11, like, he's probably gonna grow another foot, maybe more. <laughs> mm-hmm. you... And that, that will all just spread out. Like. <laughs> if you've seen photos of the guy that plays Jerry now, he's like, He's buff. He's a beefcake. Yeah, he's a beefcake. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he's like very trim. And um, oh, and then the other thing is like the kid who's the fattest kid in camp, where they cheer for him, which is obviously extremely cute. He's also mm-hmm. the tallest kid. Like, right. <laughs> come on, <Yeah. laughs> dude's like a mini giant, and they're like, you weigh more, and it's of course yeah. he weighs more. He's like twice as tall as some of these kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the thing with weight like that is definitely, you know, if you're really tall, then just the weight of your bones is going to be quite heavy. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, so so it's like, eh, weight doesn't really apply to that kid. Like, I think um, that's I think that um is um like pointing out that Dwight is Dwight. I'm going to call him Dwight. Uh, that <laughs> that, that <laughs> character is the. Uh, is the idiot there because he doesn't or he doesn't yeah. care that he's like the quote-unquote fattest kid in camp because right. he's I mean, actually this is this is definitely like 90s idea of health and fitness and weight loss which would have been low-fat diet which is bullshit mm-hmm. and a, a lot of like aerobics which is also <laughs> bullshit so right for weight like, loss it's yeah. yeah, it's like the two things that they they would have been pushing. Like eventually you'll lose weight, but it, you're not gonna be healthy, and it's gonna be harder than if you did other things. Right, like, and I mean, yeah. you even get like hints that uh, Tony Perkis is just cribbing off of the aerobicize instructional videos because he calls it Perkisize and like all these other things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just very much of that movement. Mm-hmm. What was good was that at the end when um the other adults take over the camp what they're doing is actually like what you should be doing which is like teaching the kids how to cook and right like, yeah yeah just generally doing physical activities it's like this is exactly what you should be doing for mm-hmm. a, a camp like this is making making those things fun like yeah this um, is such a small note but i would have taken that um a montage of them like having fun. I think I feel like the montage where they actually where Pat takes over and it's the three counselors um, in charge is like only them doing that cute goofy like power walking thing and then maybe one other thing and then her teaching them how to cook. 
And I was like, this could be like a five minute, like, I want to see what the fun stuff that they do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. had to save room for that uh, bacchanalia of Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was like that, um, that was really nice to see. I mean, maybe kids didn't care as much about that part. Yeah, I guess, I guess they, I guess they didn't. But as, uh, as adults, we're like, this is great. This is exactly what the cap should be. Like, <laughs> well, and I mean, you even get hints throughout that, again, like going back to how the kids are basically way more in shape than anybody gives them credit for. The counselors, too, like Pat is definitely a little overweight. He's a heavier dude, but he pushes that go-kart with Jerry in it around the track like <laughs> two That's or three right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. not easy to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did yeah. find it funny though that Paul Feig's character is meant to have like previously been overweight and then lost it all, and I'm just like, no, Paul Feig is the kind of guy that's never had an ounce of fat on his body his entire life. <laughs> <laughs> like right. that, that is a skinny man through and through. <laughs> he doesn't have the bone system to support any more weight. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Doesn't have the the internal the infrastructure to <laughs> make it happen. Um, oh, um, Kenny the camera guy. I just wanted to talk yes. about him for a second. Who so who played him? Anybody important? Anybody we? He's um, in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. Yeah, oh, he does a lot um, of Adam Sandler movies. Like what? Like pretty much all of them. Oh, maybe uh, that's why I know him. His name is Alan Covert. Alan Covert. Okay. He was in like Wedding Singer and Who was like, he in the Wedding every... Singer? Ha- that has to be how I know him. He's, He's like um, the the best friend. Yeah, okay. his character's name is Sammy in the Wedding Singer. Okay. Okay. He's also in Fifty First Dates. He's in Little Nicky. He's in Sandy Wexler. He's in Big Daddy, he's in Happy Gilmore, like yeah. all all of the big Adam Sandler movies, he has a some sort of supporting role. I see that, um, and is a producer <clears throat> on a lot of these. Um, yeah, well, he, good, um, for, good for him, yeah. I'm happy for him. He must also be friends with this director too, because this director did a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, so I bet uh, there's all a, a, a whole bunch of connections there. He was a uh, he was at NYU with Adam Sandler. It says if you um, guys there you go. Interested. Yeah, yeah. The director um, is Steve Brill, who did a lot of and still does a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Okay, um, he co-wrote it with um. With Jed yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, anyway, I thought uh, he was fabulous. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny. Yes, Kenny the camera guy. Small part, but he's like he's like very specific. Every time you see him, he's like drinking or smoking, <laughs> having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so good. And then he I plays um sorry, maybe this is what you're gonna say, Pat, where he plays um Albert Einstein at the end. Yeah, in the Hall of Knowledge. I love <laughs> yes. that. Yes. And then he keeps using German for some reason. Yeah. Like, yes. Like nine. And they're nine. like, nine is the answer? Like the no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yep. Yep. I don't know. I just, I like when they, when, when the, everyone goes the extra mile to like, um, make a character like, uh, specific, even when they don't have to be like, yeah, he doesn't have to be as funny yeah. as he is, but he is super, he's always like, He's always doing something that is funny. I think, I think that's kind of, that, of the key of this whole movie. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, props mm-hmm. to all the people that were cast in this because a lot of these characters, um, even some of the people that are, you know, the like heavyweight, the chipmunk bunk heavyweights, like the character of Cody could have been a much more forgettable character. Uh, but he's like, if you don't remember, he's got the big glasses and whatever. Yeah. Um, yes. Like yeah. all these people are doing like some little thing like at any point that just like draws your eye to them. And it's um, so many of these parts could be basically just background parts, but they're mm-hmm. elevated beyond that by the talent that they have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. They're all very specific and yeah, that, that makes it immediately makes it really interesting to watch. And definitely for like, for a kid's movie, that's something that, really stays with you if is if there are sort of specifically defined characters kind of like um kind of like the sandlot like mm-hmm. 
when there are sort of specifically defined characters like that, it's I feel like it's more interesting, especially for a kid, because there's there's a different kid for everyone watching, so you can kind yeah. of relate to whoever you want. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, The Sandlot's such a good... I haven't seen The Sandlot in a long time. Um, there's one... In Australia, it was called The Sandlot Kids. <laughs> I don't... I don't know why they added that on. Maybe because <laughs> nobody knew what a sandlot was in Australia, so they figured they needed to specify that it was kids. <laughs> kids of the sandlot. <laughs> or also, the mighty, the mighty Ducks was called Champions, and then Mighty Ducks 2 was the Mighty Ducks. Just to be confusing. <laughs> Champions. I want to be the person who renames uh, foreign, <laughs> foreign films. I just think I it, just it just happened a lot more often. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think thir- thirteen going on thirty was called suddenly thirty in Australia. Um, Is it because you guys don't use the term like blank going on blank as much? So it was. I don't know because I feel like we do. Doesn't that come from the sound of music? <laughs> like, oh yeah, like um, yeah, you're right. But um, uh, yeah. Did that start to change more with like the advent of the internet and stuff, where like it's just it more did. Easy there have been a couple in of recent memory. One was that Zac Efron movie. Um, I think it was called like "Are We Officially Dating" or something. Yeah. Hmm. And what was it in Australia? It was. It was something else. Um, Are we officially dating? Out. That awkward moment. Is the name that the American one? name? Okay, yeah. So in Australia, it was called "Are We Officially Dating," which <laughs> made no sense to me. I was like, "Why not just call it that awkward moment?" I like um, when you said a movie was called "Are We Officially Dating," I was like, "She can't. That can't be right. Like that's yeah. not the name of yeah. the movie." <laughs> like, I don't that was that actually. One. By the looks of it, that that was the original like working title, but that's what they released it under in New Zealand, Indonesia, and Australia. Yes, I, I don't know why that. that awkward <laughs> moment would have worked just as well. The only other one I could think of, which is another Zac Efron movie, was that movie um, Neighbors. That was okay. called Bad Neighbors in Australia, but that um, is because oh, because you have neighbors, but, you have a because show. of the Neighbors TV show yeah. that people would have assumed it was. A movie for that. Um, (laughs) I think there was another one recently that had a different name as well, but I can't remember what that was. That is unbelievable. Yeah, a lot less common these days now that the internet is a thing because you can just see what that name should be and you're like, why is it different? Um, (laughs) Why did we change this? So so now it's really, they mostly only do it if it's something like Neighbors where it may be a confusing with uh, a local thing or yes. like maybe trademark rights or an issue or whatever yeah 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 probably that too something that is those are all very confusing examples in my opinion keen i have to say <laughs> like it's oh, yeah. not, they make uh, they make no sense to me i don't know why you would bother changing any of these names they yeah we literally speak the same language there is no cultural difference <laughs> yeah that's hilarious um I, uh, the only, like, I enjoyed this movie. The only, uh, the only other note I have is that, uh, when the go-kart jumps over the other go-kart, that was sick. Like, I love that. <laughs> I was like, this is That was pretty cool. cool actually. <laughs> those, those go-karts were, like, legit. I'm like, that's yeah. the kind of go-karting yeah. that you would do to, like, funnel into the formula one or something right yeah. they're like rally cars that's like the only yes. time that they don't yeah. have like the kids like doing their own stunts either you can tell they go to like a lot of like wide or like far away shots and then just like <laughs> cut in random footage of the kids driving co-carts separately um, <laughs> but uh yeah i think it also they did a really good job you know making that like uh a strong part of jerry's arc is like at the beginning he's never ridden go-karts before he's never been able to be the person going fast because his body type just doesn't allow that to happen and then Mm -hmm. 
Um, presumably all the other kids at Camp Hope have gotten to ride go-karts because they've been going to the camp for years. So letting him do it there and then also securing the win is just uh, real chef's kisses on bringing that around. <laughs> part, of, part of his actual character arc and not just the cool, fun like moment in the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it definitely... Uh... It was a nice sort of build-up there of everything coming together in that last challenge. So that, I mean, really, it was just nice because the kids get a win. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, the whole the whole uh, part where they, uh, like, um, right, right before he starts going in the go-kart and they, like, Keenan pins the, like, wings on him and then they all salute him, like... Ah, so good. Like, really wholesome yeah. and, and cute. I love that moment. I will say, though, I think it's a little strange that they've edited that in after the baton's already been passed off. Like, Agree, agree. <laughs> they stopped for, like, two minutes for a heartwarming thing when he should probably be driving. But uh, it's such a great moment. It's hard to fault them for, for using it. Yeah, that's. I had the same. Th I had the exact same thought. Um, I'm like, I'm like, I feel very tense. Oh, I love that they have to skip. That for, oh, yeah. for the, the yeah. kids have to skip because the little kid, the little English kid, is like, has this biggest, the biggest grin on his face as he's skipping up. And it's it's like really sweet <laughs> to see him. Like, you can't skip without smiling. I think. It's yeah. Like, so it's just so it's like. True. I feel like that was just probably his natural response to be like in that situation. Like, as, <laughs> not as a character, but like as the actor. I'm sure he was just like, I can't help but like. <laughs> well, <laughs> the other thing that's cute is that he looks like very natural and comfortable doing it, and the kid, the kid from MVP, is the one who's like stumbling, like awkwardly skipping because he's not. It's like he's not used to skipping, and he's he doesn't right. quite know how to do it. He's uncoordinated. <laughs> I was like, that's like a perfect uh re reversal of uh right. of the rules yeah it's like now that i can't sprint or like be <laughs> like just hardcore yeah. physical i can't do i it buy anymore. that the sporty kids would know how to skip yeah like, yeah exactly it's not an athletic thing it's a it's a nerdy kid thing right. <laughs> it's a nerdy kid uh, uh movement <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah um. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you think? What What else springs to mind? There's just some great, like, crazy moments in the whole movie. Um, Tony, like, leaping onto that branch completely untested off of the cliff side of the mountain, and like doing uh, pull ups or whatever. He's doing like gymnastics off of that uh, wooden branch. Um, them tying Lars up and putting honey on his chest so the deer comes and like yeah. attacks him. Just some ridiculous moments that I think really, uh, as a kid, you know, I I really those are some of the images that still stuck in my head even before I went back and rewatched this. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I loved Lars's um, basically immediate switch over to their side <laughs> like they were like basically you're either with us or we're gonna get you deported and he's like i'm with you <laughs> and that's it he's on their side like <laughs> no more convincing needed nope mm -hmm. that's all he needed um, <laughs> uh, i love ben stiller coming in as tony perkis senior <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's another like I'm almost like I'm almost like more into that character than than the main Tony Perkis. I like oh, almost yeah. want more of the older. What guy. was his line? That's, that's so like, um, you know, my parents didn't touch me as a kid, but I didn't have a psychotic breakdown. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, like my parents never hugged me, but I don't act like a baby about it or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so good, so good. Again, like only like maybe five lines, like from the minute he comes on screen to when he leaves. He's also, like, as a kid, I didn't realize that was Ben Stiller. You know, like as a kid, you just like, yeah. kind of yeah. spending disbelief and just like whatever. And I mean, in retrospect, it's super obvious. But like as a kid, I was like. <laughs> They got somebody else in there. I don't know who it is. 
Yeah, they didn't even put like a fake nose on him to make his face look different. Like it's no. literally Ben Stiller's face, but with no hair and a different yeah. outfit. <laughs> He's wearing like a ball cap and like big glasses, and that's about it. Yeah, Tony just looks a lot like his dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's just, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like regardless of how this film was received, it must have been one of the most fun films to like make, right? Because it's just, oh, just for a, sure. a lot of goofing around and just like ridiculousness. And like, obviously the tension that Tony Perkis's character brings to it would probably be diluted as an actor on set. Cause you know, Ben Stiller's probably in the background, just making like a bunch of jokes the whole time when cameras aren't rolling. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when the cameras were rolling and they just kept the best stuff. Like... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but all the things that Tony Perkins does is just like ramps up in such ridiculous ways. Like he makes uh, the female camp come over for a dance because he wants to shame these guys into losing weight. And then it completely backfires. <laughs> and as soon as it backfires, he shuts it down and he's like, put the fruit plates away. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Well, yeah. I guess the only question we have left is do we want this D? Yes. Absolutely. That's a hard yes for me. I think I would like. (laughs) I think I would like this as much as uh, the kid at the dance who's wearing the Les Mis t shirt and a beret. (laughs) (laughs) Such thank you for remembering that. I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. That is his uh, sexy outfit. (laughs) So good. Yep. Yep. That's the best he could come up with and i'm happy for i think you did a great job what about you pat uh i think i like this as much as jerry secretly likes getting the um airplane wings clipped on him by the flight attendant Mm. yes yeah yeah he he plays it off like he's like uh not super into it but then he wears them for like most of the (laughs) camp and then he gets them again for his victory lap on the go-kart I mean, he's meant to be 11. Like, I would have been pretty hyped as an 11-year-old to get something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I like this as much as, I don't know, I hope you guys caught this at the very end. Like, we're, like, literally, like, two minutes from the last scene. Oh, I also like it as much as the last song that they they do over the credits. That's really cute. Oh, Oh, yeah. The the heavyweight song. Paul Feig yes. singing along, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, about being heavyweights, and Lars even gets his own verse. It's very cute. Um, so um, I listened to the whole thing. Um, about two <laughs> minutes from the end, um, they dump out a cooler, and it has whole cans of Coke in it. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, almost no water. And so they dump it out on this kid and just coke whole coke cans fall. <laughs> I, think uh, I, missed, I think I missed that I one. I would recommend going back to it. <laughs> I don't. It's not even one of the main characters. It's just like one. It's just a random child. He gets about, I'd say, fifteen cans of coke, like <laughs> hit his hit his shoulders and neck, and like wow. like maybe half of a half of a water bottle's worth of water. I am just curious as to. <laughs> I mean, it's I it, it's like blink and you miss it. It's like th- probably three seconds of uh, wow of like oh, yeah. celebration. Yeah, that again speaks to how they have a bunch of just like really great small stuff happening in yeah. the background all the time, yeah. or even in the yeah. foreground. That's just like really quick and mm-hmm. so so well done. Yeah, yeah, truly. Oh, I all think right. the other bit that we didn't mention that I I really enjoyed was just after they all sort of. They've locked up um, Tony, and they all go nuts on the food and that. Uh, and then I think Pat walks up, and he sees Tim out there, and he's like, he looks like a human s'more. Because like, he's, <laughs> he's just covered in, like, chocolate syrup, and he's eating marshmallows and stuff. Yep. And yeah. then when they cut to the next morning, when Tim wakes up, he's got, like, six marshmallows uh, stuck to his chest. Yeah. <laughs> so good yep yep um we could go on i mean we could we could you could almost do a like shot by shot you know oh, breakdown yeah. of, of the genius of the, the visual genius yeah it, 
Yeah, it, it was it was very nice for me to watch one I hadn't seen before and not cringe the whole way through. So, thank you, Pat, mm-hmm. for <laughs> for this recommendation. Oh, totally. <laughs> I, I love this one, and I'm I'm so happy that it holds up so well. I watched it like I only had to really watch it once this week, but I watched it three times just because I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> it really, it really <laughs> does. Twenty twenty five years later, and on a first viewing, I was enjoying myself a lot. Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. We owe you. We owe you. Oh, no. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I, I appreciate you bringing me on to do this one. <laughs> of course. All right. Okay. Uh, what do we have to promote? Anything? Um, I guess follow Just... us on all of the social media as per usual. Let us know if there's anything uh, you want to see, now, especially now that we've expanded to theatrical releases, if there's any of those, specifically from the 90s, sort of early 2000s, that you want to see us do. Um, yep. Yeah. Pat, you got anything to plug? Not for me personally, but um, I think for the Disney Empire, anybody who's uh, not been accessing it disney plus has basically all the decoms and all the other like fun theatrical movies on there so if you guys wanted to you know watch them and um comment at home then that's a good way to do it this is Mm -hmm. true disney plus has been quite a game changer for our little podcast (laughs) um yeah so yeah it's good good spot i've been watching a lot of disney movies lately actually just for some (laughs) uh light entertainment um yeah how many yeah sorry i was just gonna say there's i mean god knows how many hours of of stuff is on disney plus right now so we gotta mine that oh a lot while we while we can while while it's while it's still only seven dollars a month (laughs) exactly (laughs) it won't won't be forever (laughs) no indeed no um Well, if you guys uh, want any more um, of me on the podcast, let me know. I'm always happy to stop by. Um, There's a lot of great movies out there that I would love to. uh, We will likely have you back pretty soon, I suspect, Pat. (laughs) Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, (sighs) Well, thank you both. Nice to talk to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hey.